voice of the black and amber. Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. Chadwick's Kilkenny, supporting Community Radio, Kilkenny City Sport on 88.7 FM. Yes, on Sunday, the 10th of, of uh, April 2022, you're welcome to TalkSport here on Community Radio Kilkenny City. In what was Arctic conditions out there today, bitterly, bitterly cold. Uh, we had a grand day actually down in Wexford yesterday at the minor match, but certainly it, uh, the weather was bitterly cold today. Well, well done to Kilkenny. They got over the first round of the Leinster Round Robin Championship Series, and we'll have reports and interviews coming up shortly on that game. We send our congratulations to Erden's own who won the intermediate uh, JJ Cabin and Sons Intermediate Football County Final today out in Clara, defeating Glenn Moore, Moore on that and on. Well done to the Kilkenny under-16A Camogie team. They defeated Offaly out in the uh, MW Hire Centre in Dunmore today, 113 to three points. That Kilkenny goal coming from Julie Lennon, 22 minutes into the first half. We'll probably have more on that on the TC Towers World of Gaelic Games tomorrow evening. Lots of Kilkenny club action on the hurling action really swung in, uh, swung into action with the junior competitions. We'll have some of those results later on. And Dowdy will join us later after 20 past or thereabouts to talk about the Camogie National League final. A great win for Galway. Had they trailed Cork for a period and it did look as if Cork were uh, sailing to victory, but uh, Galway made a couple of substitutions and we'll hear what Anne has to say on that. The uh, Premiership is in full flow today. I have two lads in front of me. One of them is a City, Man City supporter. The other is a Liverpool supporter. So I'm trying to keep the peace here. It's two all at the moment with 77 minutes gone. Uh, Liam Kelly O'Rourke just dropped a heartbeat a moment ago there when Raheem Sterling scored, but good old VAR came to the rescue. Uh, there's some other important results from today as well. We'll leave those to Paddy and Liam Kelly O'Rourke. Paddy Kelly is with us in the studio here. Local soccer with John Corrigan uh, coming up later as well. And we say well done to the Kilkenny ladies uh, rugby team. They uh, won the Division 5 semi-final today with a very impressive 40 points to 8 win over Navin. They now play Tala in the final. And don't forget, Kilkenny take on Ashburton in the Provincial Towns Cup final in Kildara RFC next Sunday. We will have live commentary on that game from Liam Kelly and uh, James Blanchfield. Kilkenny, or, or uh, sorry, I should say Ireland are taking on Italy in the women's uh, Six Nations at the moment. We'll kill that team there now. And uh, that game will bring you the update on that in a couple of moments. I have some hockey results as well, not them all. Horse racing today is in the Cora and in Tramor. We'll talk to Bear Scott and he may have something to tell us about the uh, Grand National. And we'll also touch base with former Dublin manager Humphrey Kelleher. He'll chat to us about the hurling championship and what he thinks is going to happen. But we start down in Belfield in Nascorty, where Kilkenny commenced their 2022 minor hurling championship and we hope it'll be a long campaign but this is how it went yesterday Electric Ireland Leinster Minor Hurling Championship Kilkenny 217 Wexford 212 A flying start from Wexford in this Electric Ireland Leinster Minor Hurling Championship saw the Slaney Siders lead Kilkenny 2-3 to a point after 8 minutes in Enniscorty on Saturday The home side were a lot sharper than their opponents during that period and they clearly benefited from a first round game and victory over Dublin this was Kilkenny's first championship outing and they struggled to handle the early pressure from the home side. That early Wexford dominance was rewarded with a third-minute goal from lively corner forward Killian Byrne, who reacted quickly to a breaking ball to flash the slitter to the Kilkenny net. Three minutes later, Wexford scored a second goal, which was finished impressively by James Murray, after good build-up play from Sean Rowley and Matthew Murphy. 
Kilkenny's only score during that early period was a pointed free from Aaron McAvoy after two minutes. Listen back to both of those early Wexford goals from our commentary from yesterday afternoon. So a free taken by J- Jason Rossiter for Wexford. There's great, uh, great connection behind that ball. Drops in around the 30 metre line from on Kilkenny's own 30. Uh, Wexford are in, on the attack now, and they have a chance of a goal here. They're put in the Kilkenny defence under pressure, and there was power in numbers, but that ball makes its way into the back of the net. The opening goal of the game goes to Wexford. It was a bit of a of a messy one, Nicky, but it found its way in. Yeah, it did yeah, yeah. The, the referee probably was going to give a free, then get a bit of an advantage, and the ball landed on the ground, and Killian Burton. Uh, took a swipe at it and put it into the back of the net. Good goal for Wexford. Stephen Minogue with the puck out. Lands on the Wexford 65 metre line and they come out with the ball on their own half-back line. Short play down towards the middle of the field. Wexford trying to clean, win clean possession with Paddy Doyle. They work their way down the field on the far side of the field. Hand pass off there to Sean Rowley. Sean goes on a run. He tries. Oh, Wexford attack on now. He lay the ball off to James oh, Murray. Oh, and James puts the ball oh, in the back of the net. That was a classy goal. Oh, the the skill. The movement, the skill. But I'm not sure who put it in the end. James actually. Murray. James Murray. He was, there was a lot of players involved in that. Three or four players. Mm. The Kilkenny defence just wasn't able to stop the movement mm. of play. That's as good a goal as you'll see anybody scoring. And that's, that puts Wexford 2-2 to a point up. Kilkenny may have struggled during the opening eight minutes, but they took a firm grip on the game once the outstanding Owen Ling landed the 65 and 9 minutes. It was now Kilkenny's turn to threaten their opponent's goal, and the young cats responded impressively, scoring 2-1 without reply during the next four minutes to tie the game. The first Kilkenny goal started with Owen Ling driving the ball down the pitch, where it was collected by Anthony Erlen Wall, and his low drive ended in the back of the Wexford net. Mikey Steins landed a long-range point almost immediately, with Rory Glynn, impressive all afternoon in the Kilkenny attack, grabbing a second goal for the winners when he smartly read a breaking ball to score. Listen back to that great response from Kilkenny to those early Wexford goals with a brace of their own. And Kilkenny have won back the ball on their own 45 metre line. Diagonal ball from Kilkenny in on top of Anthony Ireland Wall. He's got great pace, Anthony, and he's running down through the centre of the Wexford defence. Anthony Ireland Wall! Oh, what a goal from Anthony Ireland Wall! Straight into the bottom left hand corner of the net, just around about the parallelogram. Goalkeeper, no chance. 2 3 to 1 2. And Anthony Ireland Wall, he's some prospect, Nicky, and what a great finish. Yeah, he, he saw, but he, it was the way he struck the ball. He knew he had hit it low in his own ring, who hit that ball too. And in the Ireland wall he uh, sent it down the field and uh, Kilkenny now trying to make a bit of headway and uh, they have it with Jeff Narry Kilkenny winning the Wexford puck out great catch there by Tom McPhillips Tom at a cross field ball in towards the Wexford full back line Kilkenny another goal yes. oh what a goal for Kilkenny buried in the back of the net was it Timmy Kelly oh, Rory, Glynn. Rory Glynn what a finish and we said coming up today we didn't know much about Rory Glynn well he certainly made a name for himself there Fri- breaking ball made its way to Rory Glynn and he pulled on it from close range to Two, three apiece here in Enniscorthy and uh, it's uh, we're in goal heaven so to speak here Nicky absolutely yeah no well read by Rory Glynn the ball went in high on top of uh, Marty Murphy and the uh, full back Charlie Rourke and uh, broke and uh, he didn't think about it just pulled first time in the ground and uh, tie the game up one minute later Glynn was fouled close to goal and Aaron McAvoy pointed a free to edge Kenny ahead for the first time in the game the winners held that lead for the remainder of the game Anthony Ireland Wald and Aaron McAvoy from Freeze added further points for Kilkenny before the interval, with Sean Rowley and free taker Matthew Murphy on target for Wexford to see the teams all square at half time, 2 7 each. Wexford would have led at the break, but for a brilliant reflex save by Kilkenny goalie Stephen Minogue from Matthew Murphy in the 29th minute. Kilkenny introduced Ed McDermott at half time, and he made an immediate impact, scoring a brace of points in the opening two minutes. 
The winners might have grabbed another goal at that stage, but were thwarted by some solid Wexford defending. Forder Kilkenny points from Anthony Erlen Wall, after a great run by Billy O'Neill and Rory Glynn, edged Kilkenny four points ahead, and the young cats were now in control. Wexford needed a strong response, and it came from two-pointed frees from Matthew Murphy and another from midfielder Paddy Dial to bring the margin back to the minimum. Matthew Murphy's accuracy from place balls was keeping Wexford in the game, with Kilkenny a little careless in their tackling at times. Although Kilkenny were the better team in the closing quarter, Wexford fluffed a few scoring chances, especially from close in freeze. Only continued to drive Kilkenny forward with his accuracy from place balls, adding three points to Kilkenny's tally. Team captain Tom McPhillips and Jeff Neary added further points for the winners as the home side struggled to make headway against a solid Kilkenny defence in the closing ten minutes. This was a good win for Kilkenny, especially after that sluggish opening eight minutes. The young cats should be sharper when they play Dublin in the next round in UPMC Nolan Park next Saturday at noon. Victory would see Kilkenny into the semi-final. Final score from Belfield and Escorty. Kilkenny 2-17, Wexford 2-12. Yeah, good win for Kilkenny there. We'll talk to the two managers in a moment, but we'll just double-check here with uh, that rugby up the laces on it. It's Ireland 17, initially 3. Paddy, any change across channel in the uh, Liverpool game? Not at the moment there, Nicky. It's still 2-all and there's uh, 85 minutes gone, so it's coming into the closing stages of the match there at the moment. It's Manchester City 2, Liverpool 2. Yeah, two tense uh, watchers here in the studio uh, keeping an eye on that. Well, after the game, I spoke to the Kilkenny manager, Niall Bergen. Uh, now, look, a good win today and uh, they got a good start. Maybe that wasn't a surprise because they had a match against Dublin already played, so they were probably going to get into the swing of things a little bit earlier. That's right, Nicky. Yeah, we were very conscious of that, that uh, they had a championship match under their belt. And um, in fairness to them, they came out of the blocks very, very quickly. It took us a while to settle, but really after the first 10 minutes, we were delighted with the response um, of the lads. Yeah, when they got the two goals and when we went in ahead, we, we were never led after that and we kind of generally bossed the game after that. Yeah, yeah, we found scores hard to come by at times, but in fairness, the lads never stopped fighting. Showed tremendous heart and character. And um, but we've plenty of, we know we've plenty of improvements to make, but we're just delighted to get off to a positive start today, really. Truly. And I think the way Wexford were actually moving the ball at times it was very impressive in the, in the attack and the backs had to really work hard to cut out a few scores there at times uh, they did absolutely absolutely look we pride ourselves on our work rate and uh, the number of turnovers that we can get in the hooking and blocking as well and in fairness the lads they really rubbed the sleeves and got stuck in and, and, and did just that as well and really that gave us the basis for the, for the win today yeah, I said it to Michael Jacob there at the end that they had a couple of close in frees Wexford and got nothing out of them now, that wasn't much down to Kenny's efforts but Wexford will be disappointed with that it might have been a bit tighter but anything other than Kenny win would not have been a fair result today um, well, sure, look, we'd like to think so anyway, but um, look, we're under no illusion. Wexford are going to improve for the two games they played against Dublin and against ourselves today. And look, if we're going to go places, Kilkenny or Wexford this year, or something tells me we'll end up meeting each other again as well um, in the semi finals or wherever it might be. So, look, we're going to, le- to I think both teams learned an awful lot today. And uh, I suppose we'll just take it forward now and keep, keep working on the, the areas that we need to improve on. Yeah, because, I mean, you'll be playing Dublin next week now. I know Greg Kelly looks like he's in battle with a hamstring there. So, but these, when you're playing games at just close proximity, that's just the way it works. Players will, will miss out because of injuries and you just have to get on and it's an opportunity for somebody else 100% Nicky we've played all the challenge matches we played this year we've had players missing be it for, for colleges matches and all the rest and other fellas have stepped up and that's the beauty of it we had a very difficult job to pick even 24 players today for the, for the panel and um, I'm sure the lads who didn't even tag out today are looking forward to training on Monday night and trying to put their best foot forward again yeah, and, that's, and that's what we have and our accuracy in front of goal probably need to get a little better we went into double figures there and it's something probably we'll be disappointed a little bit with. Right? and that's it that's it that's it and as I said to you plenty of room for improvement as well 
well and that's one of the areas that we'll certainly look at uh, throughout the week and look we'll keep working on it and hopefully we'll bring, it to, to bring those improvements to the Dublin game next week Yeah and Dublin in Nolan Park next Saturday at uh, 12 o'clock I'll be told Correct Dublin in, in Nolan Park next Saturday at 12 o'clock so um, looking forward to that game again and um, look we're up and running and we're happy with today and we move on Thanks Niles Thanks very much thank you. Yeah and Michael Jacob had a few words with me after the game also the Wexford manager well, Michael, you made a great start in that match and Kilkenny uh, hauled you in and maybe from that point on, once they went ahead, they almost seemed to just have a notch ahead of you. But there was really nothing no, in it. Was very, there was very little in the game, Nicky, to be honest. Uh, we got a good start in the game and we kind of made a couple, two mistakes and there was two goals in the game and I was tit for tat, probably up till most of the second half. Now, Kilkenny missed chances, we missed chances. I said it was a typical Wexford Kilkenny game. It was competitive, it was, it was, it was uh, physical, there was hitting on both sides, there was some queer freeze given and there was some queer freeze not given on both sides. So I said there was not, Kilkenny kind of got the centre back, Owen Lingen, who was a very good chap, hurled minor last year, scored a couple of great long range frees and a couple, of, a, a couple of great points in play as well. And he probably done, was dominant as kind of the sweeper. I didn't think Kilkenny normally went into the sweeper game, but Kilkenny, uh, he done a good job as a sweeper and he picked up a lot of ball also the corner forward down for number 13 small chap was very lively for Kilkenny but said all in all it was a competitive game but to be honest it's, it's only a, it's only a round robin at the minute Nicky for both teams whether we won today or Kilkenny won today it's it's only the first day out for first day out for you and our second game so we're absolutely happy. well in the end there you got about zero four, uh, 20 metre freeze and you actually ended up getting nothing out no, of them so probably should have more of the bar I would have thought so but yeah. then you weren't no the rest were no, going to come well, but no. that was disappointing from your perspective but the Kilkenny backs I think uh, they weren't going to let you get no. in a goal anyway no they didn't now to fairness typically Kilkenny when, when they get ahead they tightened it up now we probably should have put more of the bar because it was three minutes to go when we got the first one and we said fake it we'll go for it and to be honest we got three more and there weren't the greatest struck ones but when the ref played four minutes injury time there was seven minutes so if we had to put if we had to put three more to the bar there could have been a pint or two in it and you never know what happened but there's nothing between these teams no. and, and Dublin and Offaly no. maybe Leash no. as well no and there's, not, there's nothing between there's nothing between uh, Dublin or Dublin have a strong team we had a we had a good game with them last week it was a completely different game than the game today there's nothing between probably Wexford and Kilkenny and Offaly have a good team and no. Leash so Leinster's going to be very competitive for the, for the five teams probably in it and we might meet you again Michael, might or not. thanks very much thanks no matter Nicky yeah, Michael Jacob, the manager of Wexford. Liam Kelly Rook, you were on commentary yesterday. Yep. Uh, you slept on it overnight, Liam. What, any changes <laughs> in your uh, opinion? Yeah, I certainly did. I'm not. I'm not. I'm well able to sleep. But look, in terms of the performance, I think it's a case of a lot of great work done and more to do. I mean, certain aspects of the performance were really, really impressive, and others maybe weren't so. But there was plenty of time to turn that around. I mean, credit where credit is due. Firstly, we were talking about Rory Glynn travelling up yesterday. Neither of us were too familiar with what we were going to get from Rory. Well, despite the fact he's a very, very small man, any time he got the ball, he put the Wexford full back line under a lot of pressure. And you know, I think he beat his marker. I think he won that individual battle so he's definitely someone to watch out for in fairness Anthony Ireland Wall in the other corner played very very well at times maybe drifted out of the game but he has that lightning pace that, that causes full back lines a lot of a lot of problems Aaron McAvoy very reliable on freeze I know he missed two or three at certain stages that he'll be disappointed with but all in all a very fairly solid performance I think maybe Owen Ling would be my man of the match at centre back he's just a monster of a man well able to hit a place ball so you know he's really really solid perhaps you could argue our half forward line wasn't in the the game enough there wasn't enough scores out of them they're all really really terrific lads they work really hard but there was times in the game where you'd like to see more of them our midfield Jeff Nary I thought was very good at 9 again maybe not the full 60 minute performance but was very very good but all in all you'd be happy but a bit more to do Pat Tracy I know you were only listening to it Pat but in terms of your observations from listening to uh 
LKR's commentary there. What did you make of the game? Well, I suppose the impressive thing for uh, me yesterday was that eight points down was turned into a five-point victory. And, uh, you know, it was 2-3 to a point at, uh, in the early stages. And um, Owen Ling landed the 65. And then uh, I think uh, Anthony Ireland Wall, he got a goal and a point. That really came uh, brought him back in. And the two goals coming so quick, you know, all of a sudden they were level. And, uh, you know, uh, Kilkenny uh, kicked on from there. But, look, the first game is always a difficult game you don't really know uh, what you have uh, when you're starting and uh, it's uh, from there on you start to develop your team and look they're playing Dublin next weekend and uh, with a good win under their belt Absolutely. Okay, before we take our first break, Paddy Kelly, they're gone into uh, injury time there at uh, the Etihad Stadium. Any change? No change at the moment there, Nicky. It's uh, Manchester City 2, Liverpool 2, and they're gone into the second minute of out of time there. The okay, moment. we might hear when we come back if there's any change in that. We'll take a break. The Voice of the Black and Amber, Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. Chadwick's sponsoring Sunday evening talk sport on CRKC 88.7 FM. Yes, you're very welcome back to the programme last night in Croke Park. Galway won the National Camogie League, the Littlewoods Ireland National Camogie League, 214 to 113 against Cork. A Cork team, by the way, that uh, just got through as virtue of drawing with Kilkenny, they had a better scoring difference. And uh, and Downey, I know, watched that game. What did you make of the game? And uh, my own impression was that it was a very high quality uh, Camogie game. It was, I suppose, Nicky, and especially in the second half, you know, they were really, uh, they upped the pace and that, um, you know, typical, of course, Cork and, and Galway. Um, I suppose it was tactics, really, on the night, and I thought, in fairness, Cork really, you know, they played well, Laura Tracy was mopping up, but I think was that maybe too down to the fact that Galway weren't using their head, they were putting the ball into the space, they weren't playing up along the, the lines, um, and it was given keeping Cork in the game, um, but you know I was very impressed with Cork. I know they came out on the on the losing side, but um, they still have a few players to come back. And um, McCarthy at number seven, you know she's a tyrant. Laura Tracy at centre back, and and Hayes, um, Chloe Sigerson was taken off, and Chloe Sigerson is a great player. You know I was surprised at that. Um, but um, well impressed with him, of course. What about he, the style of play? Obviously, Davy Fitzgerald is on the sideline. Matthew Toomey is the manager, but Davy is calling the shots when it comes to the coaching side. Uh, did you see much difference about Cork's style that you've from than from previous? Well, you know, not really, Nicky, to be quite honest, because uh, even when we, you know, going back years ago when we'd be playing Cork, it was always possession and looking for the 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 to offload to the person on their shoulder. You know, it didn't go right for them a few times and there was a few misplaced passes, but um, they always played their running game. Times, I think, to their detriment, to be quite honest. Um, you know, they were, you were nearly able to read what was going to happen. If they get into trouble, they go back with the ball. Um, uh, but I suppose Cork's problem, really, at the end of the day, was they haven't got enough power up, up front. They were relying on Amy O'Connor and Katrina Mackey. You know, they are still missing Looney and the girl that has transferred from down. Um, but their style of play hasn't changed that much, to be quite honest. They're well used to that running game, whereas... Galway, you know, I suppose we're trying to break it down. Now, this is five consecutive wins in league and championship that Galway have over Cork, extending back to 2019 All-Ireland semi-final. So, Galway are becoming a bit of a hoodoo team for Cork now. Well, sure they are, but in fairness to Cork too, they are rebuilding. There was a lot, a lot of uh, young players, new players that are on that team that it could have been their first time in Croke Park, you know, and it is a big occasion where Galway are really 
you know, they are a seasoned team. They still have Neil Kilkenny at the centre of the field. And I think it's asking a little bit much of her, um, you know, to cover that sort of ground. I think she's probably 34 at this stage. And uh, Aoife O'Donoghue, you know, was good good enough, but not by her standards, wasn't great, you know. Um, but it's all about the championship, you know. Yeah, and say, the, the you Cork, know, and, Cork and Galway... Given that it's so long since Kilkenny played a game now and there was no quarterfinals or no semi-finals, mm-hmm. those two teams are going to benefit big time. I know Galway may be more so because they won, but they're going to benefit big time over other counties, including Kilkenny. So what does all this do for Kilkenny's prospects in the championship, given that we're playing fairly soon and uh, we're obviously down Kelly and Dial and we'll hope we'll have uh, Davina Tobin back? Um, it's, you know, as I said, I suppose the other night, it is probably for Brian it's rebuilding at this stage because there's a lot of girls gone away from that team that won the All-Ireland and especially in the back line um, but I'm sure you know the young players that have come in the minors from a few years ago and um, the girls that have stepped away from the intermediate team and that are now with the senior team you know it's their time now to shine and the likes of Katie Nolan and Mary O'Connor they have to take up the rein you know from all the girls that have have um, have stepped away you know Megan Megan Farrell is a huge loss. Anna Farrell, they're all big losses, big, big names, are, yeah. They are, yeah, they are, you know, but you still have, um, you ha- still have the clear, clear feeling and, and Denise and Katie Power and, you know, girls with plenty of experience. But, you know, it's about the fight that's in the dog and I know myself, you know, that the, the girls have been training hard. Um, you know, they'll, Brian will leave no stone unturned, you know, getting them ready for the championship and, uh, and it is all about championship and of course you know Galway and Cork have an advantage after having their game last night but you know it is what it is um, you know as I said in the interview the other day the Galway manager said that they, they lost the league last year and it pushed them on to win the championship and sure you know what great it's a great motivation for any team you want to be in Croke Park and you want to be winning championships and Kilkenny now just have to knuckle down and it is what it is and you have to get on with it Nicky Absolutely and before we let you go on Kilkenny set out on what we hope will be uh, a successful year and a long year next uh, Saturday night when they travel to Westmeath now of course we're not going to count our chickens but we would expect to overcome that uh, Westmeath even in Mullingar Uh, where are you placing Kilkenny in the order of things this year given that you've seen the National League how it panned out um, well, I'd say Waterford, Limerick, Cork, um, ourselves, Galway, or Wexford after that, to be, know, at the moment. I know you never mentioned Tipperary. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I didn't know. I suppose maybe you could put, it, put them in the mix with Dublin, Galway. Uh, Wexford and Kilkenny, you know, yeah. um, th- those five teams. Yeah, I, I think, think I, the I other three have gone away from the pack at I the moment. I would be anyway. disagreeing with you there. But look, uh, yeah. all eyes will be on uh, Westmeath for uh, next Saturday night, of course, and uh, you can't take nothing for granted. And look, and I appreciate you taking the time to chat to us this evening on that game last night. I really enjoyed it. It was a good quality camogie match, mm-hmm. and the, the whole standard of camogie is really growing all the time. The skill level is it's really incredible now, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, and I suppose the one thing you'd have to say about last night is just the fishy, the crowd weren't there. And that's why we really have to go onto the umbrella of the GA and have it a double header with the with the football or the hurling or, you know, these games. You know, it was disappointing when you look at the crowd and look at the crowd that the football, ladies' football brought today. So yeah. that's something that we'll have to address. Okay, thanks for that, Anne.
Okay, Nikki. Okay, thanks for that. And that's uh, Anne Downey. And uh, we'll be getting uh, Humphrey Kelleher on the line in a couple of moments to talk about the hurling championship. Um, and his inv- well, he's not involved, but he was involved with Dublin. But before we go to Humphrey, Pat will get him on the phone. I was out in Clara this afternoon at a Siberian Clara. Uh, the breeze was was very cold out there. Well, if you had a couple of jackets on, it wasn't uh, too bad. Erden Zone took on Glenmore in the Kilkenny Intermediate Football Championship. They got their first score, Erden Zone, after six minutes to the best player on the field by some distance, Jamie Houlihan. He did have a goal chance on ten minutes, which he fluffed, but Ethan Feeling. Uh, pointed a free on 13 minutes but Aaron's own then got a goal uh, through Stephen Daly on 24 minutes he might have had a chance earlier indeed uh, Glenmore had a chance through Niall Dunn earlier as well but Ethan Phelan pointed another another one uh, to make it 1-1 to 2 points in favour of uh, Aaron's own Stephen Daly then hit the post hit the crossbar hit the upright all with the one shot and uh, Niall Dunn brought the ball down the field put it over the bar to make it 1-1 to 3 points Liam Hennessy then levelled it at 1-1 to 4 points but Jamie Houlihan just before the interval uh, pointed to make it 1-2 to 4 points in favour of Aaron's own and when Glenmore had the breeze in the second half I thought they might put up a big show but really it was uh, it was Aaron's own for the most part Jamie Hullen got a brace of points in the 8th and in the 12th minute one from play one from free and uh, then he got a, a goal in the 14th minute really poor defending from Glenmore they will be disappointed about that so Castlecomer Aaron's own they're getting into the habit of winning county titles they won the under 17 and under 19 hurling titles there not that long ago yes they were last year's title but winning and winning county titles will be is a bit of a habit as well so they'll be delighted to have won today by 2-6 six points. Glenmore again will be disappointed they at their second intermediate county final loss in the space of a couple of months because the 2021 final was played quite recently. So well done uh, to Erden Zone and uh, we have an interview with Keith Normile, one of the officials but I'll put that on in a, uh, later because I'm just have on the line now delighted to welcome uh, Humphrey Kelleher. Humphrey's a former manager of Dublin he's also a man with his heart down in Waterford very much and I thought we might have a chat with him for a few moments this evening about the hurling championship uh, Humphrey, thanks for joining us. You're very, very welcome, Nicky. Looking forward to the chat. Absolutely. And, um, okay, where at this stage, Watford have won the National League. You took uh, some satisfaction, no doubt about it, for that. Uh, but in the order of things at the moment, where are you placing the various counties and uh, what way are you seeing it panning out? Well, the big date is the 11th of July when the All-Ireland Final is going to be held, which is unusual. And next weekend, there's 10 of those 11 teams starting out to win uh, the uh, Lee McCarthy Cup. And at the moment, you know, they're in the provincial uh, series and that's going to be starting say, next weekend. And in Munster, it's very tight. Leinster, a little bit more clear in my view. I would see at the moment, if we had to call it for Leinster, I would certainly see Kilkenny there. I would say two um, very strong possibilities are Galway and Kilkenny, and then questionable whether it's Dublin or Wexford. And that match in Wexford Park, uh, in uh, I think it's in the uh, in, in, in the middle of April, is actually a huge match for both counties, and I think. Whoever wins that has a good chance of getting through into the qualifiers. What about Dublin? Uh, we saw Dublin recently again, Kilkenny, giving a very flat performance. You're close to the action up there. I'm not sure where you at that match, but uh, we expected more from Dublin that day, but they really played second fiddle big time to Kilkenny. 
I, I certainly was at the game, Nicky, and I and you're right. And you know, you're always questioning how prepared was the team for that particular match because they had beaten uh, Galway previously. They had actually had beaten Tipperary, and then when they go out against Kilkenny, they just seem to be uh, flat or, or, or whatever. And there's very little excuses for that loss. But Kilkenny showed, and there's a tiny little snippet that shows on the television that night where a Dublin player went to pick up the ball on three occasions on the one, the one move and didn't pick it up. John Donnelly came in, hit him a belt of his shoulder, picked it up first time and put the ball over the bar. And I've said that if somebody could film and get that little video to show the differences between the first touch being wrong and right, that showed up big time and that's why Kenny won that match easier the first touch is so good most of the time and not good enough for Dublin What did you make of Kenny that night? Now they played Watford after that and, and, and defeated Watford but Watford were already through so we have to be maybe we have to take that into account What did you make of Kenny? Kilkenny have found a couple of very, very good players. They have a good cornerback there in Mikey Butler and they've actually brought in a very good left half back in David Blanchfield. What Brian Cody has always done, he's never made massive changes at one go. He's brought in one or two her time, and Nicky, you'd know that very, very well as being a former manager of the Kilkenny team. You bring them in um, and, 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 and they prove themselves. And if you get the imprimatur from Brian Cody, you are going to play your best. And when I look at that Kilkenny team, I see that Adrian Mullen wasn't playing, TJ wasn't playing, Conor Fogarty, Richie Reid wasn't playing. So those players have yet to come in. And, you know, I, I also see that uh, young Clary Mikey has actually, he's consolidating position, corner halfback for himself there. And Kilkenny have never, ever gone away. And I can tell you they'll be there, thereabouts again this year. I believe that they will be in uh, the, 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 the top four teams in 2022. Looking down uh, south, your own native county, Waterford, uh, certainly uh, they're making great strides. They would appear to be the uh, the closest to Limerick at this stage. Now, obviously, we're basing Limerick on championship form rather than national league form, but we would expect Limerick to be up and running for the championship. Where are you seeing Monster? Munster at the moment uh, with Watford I was delighted obviously to see them and uh, I suppose being uh, brought up in that county all most of my life uh, that you can see that the win against Cork was so uh, extraordinarily uh, powerful for that particular uh, uh, the way they played as well and but what was great about them they're going for goals they have a goal machine in Stephen Bennett at the moment um, but you know Cork I suppose they were outfought really more than anything else um, in Munster Tipperary I'm not too sure they're just going through a transition Limerick will be there there's no question and you know um, John Kiley is bringing on more players and any team that you see and you look at the subs bench Nicky that determine how good a team is Waterford have a very good bench not too sure about Cork. Limerick have an excellent bench. And again, not too sure about Tip or even Clare. Although Clare will be there or thereabouts. I think that if you had the top, the top three in Munster, in my view, will be Watford, Limerick, and then a questionable whether it's going to be Clare and Cork. And that's going to be a big match. And of course... This year's championship is all very condensed. It's coming very quickly after the National League. A key player or two could get injured. There's no time for recovery. So we're going to have it all wrapped up by the middle of July. So that's going to be a big factor in determining how teams might perform this year because one or two players missing could 
be a huge loss to a team. And that's why you look to the bench. And that's what um, Liam Cahill has done with Waterford. He's brought on players that I would have never heard of two years ago. The two Daly brothers are coming in there. And, you know, you look at any team that has always been performing. It is who can you look at that you're not weakening the team. Again, I go back to Kilkenny. I've never seen a bad sub coming on for Kilkenny. I've seen them in other teams and I, and Limerick have the very, very same. So you're looking at your quality of players. In these matches, Nicky, I think that there are about, there are three key matches. And the one uh, most important match will be Limerick and Cork in the first round next weekend. And then you've got Wexford in Dublin and Dublin a couple of weeks later. And then you have one very important match. And the reason I'm saying it's very important is that Clare are playing Watford in Ennis. And if you if you remember, you know, I think last year um, Clare beat Watford uh, in Semple Stadium in the in, in, in the quarterfinal. So, you know, but, but what's great about it is the quality of matches are so good, so fast, so so exciting to watch. And when you're looking at the players that are out there now, the Keane Lynches, Stephen Bennett, the Desi Hutchinsons, the Kyle Hayes of this world, and Adrian Mullen, marvellous, skillful players that I'm delighted to be able to go and watch and, 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 and admire what they do with the ball and of course before we let you go we can't forget there's a big game over in Salt Hill between Kilkenny and Galway and that has its own little uh, sideline to the whole thing because of the respective managers parading the sideline absolutely and I think you know there's and, and there's a huge amount of respect for all of those people involved but I think that Kilkenny will have enough uh, there uh, prior to that game I think you can afford really Nicky to lose one match in uh, the in, in, in your setup and still get through, so I don't think it's a, it's crucial as it might have been previously. We were playing Nicky. You had one match and you lost. You're gone. But there is one thing I'd love to see, and it's something that I've noticed recently. And I know it's nothing to do about the game per se, but I would love to see that people, this, uh, the patrons and the sideline people, would show some respect for the national anthem by taking off their hats and caps and show that, you know, we still have respect for the flag. Well, uh, there's a man who works, who's involved with us here in the station, he's not here tonight, that will be, uh, he will enjoy you actually saying that, but it's well said. Humphrey, thanks for talking to us, and we might touch base with you during the course of the year. You're very welcome, Nicky. Mind yourself now. Thanks indeed, thanks indeed. Before we go to a break, and we'll get John Corrigan in a couple of moments, Paddy Kelly, that game at the Etihad finished up to all. Draw, yeah, Nicky, yeah. Uh, Manchester City 2, Liverpool 2. So uh, the Premier League title will have to be decided on the running by both teams there at the moment. Uh, have you the other Premier? So young Kelly O'Rourke has gone yeah, for coffee. I, I have I have the other Premier. Yeah, I will indeed. Uh, earlier on today, Norwich done themselves some good there. Uh, Norwich 2, Burnley 0. Uh, Leicester 2, Crystal Palace 1. Brentford 2, West Ham 0. In the Championship then today, it was Coventry 3, Fulham 1. And earlier today in the Premiership, it was St. Mirren 0, Glasgow Rangers 4. OK. Look, we'll take a break and we'll get John Corrigan with the local results then. The Voice of the Black and Amber. Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. Chadwick's sponsoring the Sunday evening talk sport on CRKC 88.7 FM. Yes, you're very welcome back to the last section of the programme. Now we have John Corrigan with the local soccer results and uh, a certain presenter offside soccer will be in good form this evening, John Corrigan. That's, that's true, Nicky. It, uh, it went exactly as he not predicted, but with say hope. We started with last night, the first piece of silverware was given out. The Con Downey under-17 Shields. The final was Evergreen 3 
freebooters too. In the under 17 B League, B League well, the first semi final, Freshford Town 5, Callan United 3. And in the under 19 League, Dean Celtic 2, Thomas Town 3. On to today, and the Cup game played in the McCallum Cup. Dean Celtic A 1, Dover United 0. Armand Villa 1, Fort Rangers 4. Evergreen A 4, Bridge United 0. Evergreen C 0, Thomas Town United A 1. And Highview Athletic 1, Freebooters A 2. In the Division 1 League, the result that you're on about, Callan United 1, Evergreen B 1. And in Division 3 League, it was Evergreen 46 1, Tullerone 2. And I think that's congratulations to Tullerone that they've wrapped up that Division 3 League. But that's what was played, Nicky. Good man, John. Thanks for that very much. Okay, Thanks, John. Okay, that's John Corrigan. Well done to Jim Cashin. He'll be a happy man. He'll be here on uh, Tuesday night with Offside Soccer. And Liam Kelly O'Rourke will convey our congratulations to him. Now, before we go to uh, Bear, has uh, the racing results. Pat will get Bear on the line there now. Liam Kelly O'Rourke, what else is happening around the place? Yeah, the big event of the evening is the final round of the Masters. Scotty Scheffler holds the lead on nine under par, three shots clear of the chasing pack. And he tees off his final round at 20 to 8 this evening. As does Cameron Smith, who's three shots further back on six under. Shane Lowry best of the Irish and two under seven shots off the lead and uh, Rory McIlroy and Seamus Power are both involved Rory McIlroy is tied for ninth on one over he should be beginning his round in the next couple of moments and uh, Seamus Power has not had a bad Masters at all he's tied for 35th on five over par through nine holes but of course he has made it to the final day. In rugby in the Champions Cup playoffs today uh, Montpellier recorded a 40 points to 26 win over the Har- over Harlequins while the Leicester Tigers had a 29 points to 10 win over Claremont in the women's Six Nations, Ireland 24, Italy 8 is the latest in their encounter this evening. While earlier on today, in the first of a double bill, it finished France 28, Scotland 8. Eight and uh, a couple of other scorelines to bring you. I know uh, Paddy touched on the championship disappointment for Fulham today going down 3 1 to Coventry, while up in Scotland, Rangers were 4 0 winners over St. Mirren. Thank you very much, Liam. And with that, we go to Bear because it was racing today. I know, I think in the Cora and in uh, was a Tramor Bear. That's right, Nick, and uh, the chorus started at one twenty. I only have the winners as we have two meetings, but the one twenty was won by number five, Meditate, nine to four. The one fifty five was won by number twelve, Tough Talk, five to two. The two thirty went to number sixteen, Joyous Moment, twelve to one. The 305, number 8, Lafayette, 72. The 340 was won by number 10, Marquez, a name that was the even money favourite. 412 went to number 8, Stagnite, at 11 to 1. And in the last race in the Curra, the, um, sorry, the second last race, the 445 went to number 4, Glory Days, 92. And the last race, the 520, was won by number 16, Colleen Krishna, at 25 to 1. And there was a national hunt race in, in Tramore. That started at 2.15. The first race was won by number 7, Hide and Seek, 5 to 4 on favourite. 2.47, number 7, Life in the Park, 6 to 4 on favourite. 3.22, number 10, Prince Zoltar, 92 joint favourite. 357, number 6, Fighter Allen, 11 to 10, on favours. 430, number 11, 
uh, presenting point five to one, five o'clock, number eight, Cloudy Valley, eight to one, and finally the five thirty Instagram overs run by number four, True Light, two to one favourite. Okay, Bear, thanks for that. Thanks, Nick. Take care. Okay, that's uh, Bear Scott. Now, uh, we I didn't get to that uh, interview with uh, Keith Normile from Airden Zone. Now, there was plenty of uh, wind interference out in Clara today, so just bear with us on this one. Keith Normile, one of the uh, Comer officials here. Look, it's a cold day out here in Clara, but Comer off to win the county final, and you're delighted. Ah, that's great, Nick. You know, like, geez, any, any time we win a, a county final at, at, at any grade, it's, it's, it's mighty, you know. Um, look, that's what I first came up to Comer. Uh, Comer were, were a senior team, so it's like it's been disappointing over the last few years to, to see him back down at the meeting. It's great. Yeah, I thought the way Glenn Moore were playing in the first half and had the wind in the second half they were going to put you under, under a lot of pressure but you actually came out and played really well in the second half and I know they probably conceded a sloppy goal but you were by far the better team in the second half been under pressure in the first half but like, let's really, to really dig in you know, it's great, great, great fitness there great resilience great strength you know, to dig in to work hard to the team for each other you know, it's, it's white stuff all credit to the players you know, it's great. well all these lads will be playing hurling later in the year so there's no great, there's no pressure on them at the moment uh, from a hurling perspective but it's nice to go out and enjoy themselves and I think they did that today absolutely like you could see every one of them was playing with a smile on their face there you know, it was great like okay football might be a foreign game to the vast majority of them but look at like, they all enjoyed it they, they loved the training sessions over the last few weeks you know they came down to train with a smile on their face and Look, you can see it here, you know, and hopefully it sets a good positive platform for the year ahead, you know, and best luck to the hurlers. You'll go off and celebrate now, I imagine. Ah, we'll have tea and sandwiches afterwards, and then we'll see how it goes from there, yeah. Thanks, Keith. Cheers, Nick. Yeah, well done to Erden Zone on that. Well, in hockey today, I've just got two results in the Ladies Division 9-11 Shield. It was uh, Kilkenny's thirds three, or Ladies fourths two, and in the, the Division 9-11 Cup, uh, it was Kilkenny seconds nil, Portran seconds one. That was it. And in the ladies Gaelic football today in the Division 1 final, uh, Meath uh, won 2-8 to Donegal's 1-9. And in the Division 2 final, it was Kerry 1-12, Armagh 12 points. Well, Pat Tracy, we're uh, a week out now from the Kilkenny match. And uh, what's your thoughts on it? Yeah, well, sure. Look, it's a, a nice opener for Kilkenny. You know, they're going to play uh, Westmeath and uh, they'll be expected to win it. And uh, also, uh, I'd say, you know, players, if uh, Brian wants to get a, a bit of uh, game time into some players, uh, this will be a chance now as well. And there's no, he won't take anything for granted. He'll treat. Uh, this game like he treats all the other games but you know it's uh, it'd be a grand opener for Kilkenny and you'd expect him to win with a bit to spare Liam Kelly what's your thoughts on it? Yeah well look it's very much a banana skin and it's almost as if they can't win because they have to put in a performance and if they win people will say they should be beating teams like Westmead and if they don't it's going to be a shock so look I think the teams we've seen against uh, Dublin and Waterford picked will be basically the side we see against Westmead um, obviously we're very solid at full back and half back, on the full back and half back lines midfield I'm a bit concerned about and areas of the forwards so it'll be interesting to see what they do Pat any observations on what Humphrey Keller had to say there earlier about his thoughts on the championship yeah, um, I suppose uh, obvious obvious enough. I thought it was uh, interesting he said that the third spot in, in Munster had, had um, maybe be between Cork and Clare uh, I, that was the one little thing I picked up on uh, which I thought was interesting enough yeah well even Andowdy was dismissing Tipperary so he's dismissing Tipperary could they be the dark horse and we have probably Jim 
Jim has listened to us. Yeah, I, I, I think. Yeah, I think Tipperary. Look, Tipperary will always be. Will always be good, and uh, they're they're a good championship team. I I I wouldn't be writing Tipperary out of anything, and uh, there will an awful lot of good hurlers in Tipperary. Look, they've lost a share of players and that kind of thing. It's about getting the the balance the the balance of the team right and that. But uh, that, it it wouldn't take a huge amount now uh, to have uh, the balance of that team right and and get lads going to find their form a little bit. Um, yeah, I I'd uh, look if I was Watford, I'd be fierce wary of that opening game against Tipperary. Now next uh, Saturday at half four in uh, Chadwick's Wexford Park, Wexford take on Galway. Uh, that's a big game for both counties because it, it sets the tone for the for what happens after that. Yeah, it's a massive game. It's in Wexford Park, isn't it? Yeah, it yeah. is at um, yeah at half four. Yeah, so um, I notice uh, Leinster are getting all the uh, Saturday games, and 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 a monster of all the 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 prime Sunday games. Yeah, anybody got one game I think on the Sunday. Yeah, and the, and if they got to the All Ireland. The one Leinster and got to the All Ireland. The the it's the All Ireland to be the next Sunday game. My God. Mm. Anyway, Wexford and uh, Galway in uh, Chadwick Wexford Park. Well, Wexford have uh, maybe some doubts. Although talking to somebody down there in, in uh, Belfield and Scarty yesterday, they do think that it'll be there'll be changes. There's four or five players who maybe didn't play a lot during the league will be brought back in, and maybe some of the players he was trying out, maybe he just feels they're not quite ready for championship yet. Yeah, well, there were two or three players in the forwards that looked very lightweight, and uh, I'd say he was trying to find out, you know, give them, give them their chance and see, uh, you know, would they come up. Uh, up to scratch uh, whether Lee Chin is available too that's another another case but the thing that bothered me about against Watford they looked um, pace wise Watford just ran through them and uh, I don't know that was that, that was the one the, the one thing that would bother me about Wexford and the other thing that bothers me a little bit about Wexford is when the expectation when they get to those semi-finals and those sort of things they, they're, they're not great they're not great. Yeah. I was again talking to the gentleman yesterday. Lee Chin requires an operation, but if he obviously has it, he'll finish for hurling for this year. It's very hard to hurdle if you're not right, Pat. I mean, even though you want to put off the operation, but if you need an operation, very hard to perform on full throttle. It is, yeah, very hard. But, you know, I suppose a lot of lads, uh, you know, try and nurse their way through as best they can and, uh, you know, uh, and, uh, and, and see could they... Well then, after that, it'll be he'll be nearly gone for the club. So, you know, could be uh, well if he's putting it off, it'll have to be put off till the till well into the autumn. Absolutely. Now, if we don't do this, uh, Liam Kelly Rook will not be a happy man going home this evening. Uh, uh, James Stevens won a title today, Liam Kelly Rook. Yeah, James. I let you crow about it. <laughs> yeah, no. And we were following scorelines from the fail all afternoon, and it's great to see all the young lads out representing their clubs and you know getting game time, which like we've spent the last hour talking about inter-county games and club games but at the end of the day it's the grassroots and the underage club games where it's it's really it's all about so the uh, game was played out in Dunamagan earlier on today it involved James Stevens and Dunamagan um, I know Dunamagan had a fine win over Clara and they went into the final full of confidence but just the city power uh, was too much for them in the end and James Stevens ran out 210 to 3 points winners out in Dunmore so there'll be celebrations in the village tonight after that yeah I'm sure there will now we'll uh, look at maybe some of the other matches because some of the junior games uh, started off today and in junior A Dixborough had a 1 14 to 1 7 win over Tullerone and let's just see 
in the junior F Liz Downey 314 Moonkine 15 in the intermediate football which we covered was Aaron's own 26 Glenmore 6 pints junior B Hurling Connie Shamrock 16 pints Bennis Bridge 110 and uh, in junior C Hurling Blacks and Whites 527 John Locks 110 boy that's fair scoring uh, moving on to junior C Three Castles had a good win over Wingap, 211 to 13 points. And that probably, yeah, Junior C, it was uh, Kilmacow, 218. Galmai, 116. Junior A, Donamagan, 216. St. Patrick's Ballyragget, 27. Junior B, it was St. Lacton's, 15 points. Tuller Osbergen, 13 points. Junior B, St. Martin's, 412. James Stevens, 115. And I think that's probably it. We'll pick up that more tomorrow night on the TC Tars World of Gaelic Games. There was a game played on Saturday, of course, in the Junior A. O'Loughlin Gales, they lost by a point to Carrick Shock, 119 to 215. But before we go, Liam Kelly O'Rourke, that draw for Liverpool today at the Etihad good, bad, what does it tell us? Well look, in terms of the grand scheme of things it's a good result, I have to say uh, leading up to the game I was praying and wishing and hoping for a draw, but now that it's come to it I'm nearly a bit disappointed because it's very it's it's out of Liverpool's hands and City have to drop points. Now the argument would be that I think City are more likely to drop points against teams they should beat than Liverpool because of their lack of force up front with strikers but in saying that, they've gone on 10 12, 13 winning game runs they could just do. They could go on an eight-game winning run now between now and the end of the season, and whatever Liverpool do, it mightn't be enough. So good result, but just not being in their own hands is a bit of a, of a frustration. As I see, you were watching that before you came in. Should that Raheem Sterling goal have been disallowed? No. Ah, sure. Look, uh, it's VAR, and uh, his uh, his left shoulder, right shoulder was offside. Like it's nuts. Offside oh, is offside. The though. whole thing is nonsense. Uh, this VAR is just ruining the game. And uh, but it was a cracking game. It reminded me of an El Clasico, mm. two great teams, and bombing it up and down the field, trying to score goals. And uh, it was it was a great game. Jim Cashin will be here on Tuesday night. What are you going to say to him about Manchester United? And by the way, is Ronaldo going to buy that young lad from Everton a new a new phone? <laughs> I think he might have to. I, I'm not sure if he can afford it. But um, look, I, I only caught the highlights last night. It was just, it's more than football. It's an attitude problem. And I think we've said it a dozen times at least what the problem is at United there's a whole heap of players with big price tags big egos some world class players not some not so good they don't fit in as a team Liverpool and City are two great teams they're not all world class players Manchester United have never thought like that and it's cost them Patrice, yeah, you Manchester want to say something? United just don't work that's it they're just just lazing about. That's yeah. an awful indictment of, it, of teams that yeah, are well probably exactly, all on that's exactly what's 50,000 plus just, a week. Just compare them to, to uh, City or Liverpool or Chelsea just for work rate alone. Leave all the rest aside. And I think uh, I think there's a stat going around that, that yeah. uh, Everton totally outran them yesterday. Uh, and, and that that's all. Sure, look at United. Uh, like They're just lads standing around give me the ball and if you don't give it to me oh, yeah, what can I do ok guys well tomorrow night Kieran Ari will be here with the TC Thurs World of Kenny Games Southside Soccer on Tuesday night and we're back next weekend as well we'll have the minor match from uh, UPMC Nolan Park at 12 o'clock and we'll have updates and reports on the Kilkenny uh, Westmeath game on Saturday night that's it thanks to all who contributed tonight Tommy Dowd coming next, up next with the best in country in Irish until we talk again Sloan August Benacht